You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. I tend to give the benefit of the doubt to people. Uh, I think a lot of us do. I think there are those who maybe are naturally cynical and take the opposite approach. But Proverbs chapter 20 has something to say about the wisdom of this approach. And it's really, don't be fooled, don't be duped in transactions, in arrangements, in employment, in anything that involves an agreement. Here's where we see this. Chapter 20, verse 14, bad, bad, says the buyer, but when he goes away, then he boasts. Verse 16, Take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger and hold it in a pledge when he puts up security for foreigners. The NLT says, the buyer haggles over the price. It's worthless. Then he brags about getting a bargain. And here's what's really going on, and that is they're being duped. The the, the writer's saying that there's people who will dupe you when making a deal. And if you've ever been duped, you know it's a really unsettling experience. When someone works to deceive you, he or she is both a deceitful liar and an impious boaster. That's what Bruce Waltke says about it. There are two primary ways that someone dupes us, according to this. The first is some people will undervalue what they bring to a transaction. This is done to gain an advantage when negotiating a price, usually for a physical item or maybe some kind of service that's to be rendered. And ultimately, anything is only worth what someone will pay for it. While it's possible to have someone undercut you in a negotiation, it's also possible to have a company or a boss realistically assess your value based on marketing conditions and your past performance, and by not paying more, offer you the chance to test the market. Not every negotiation is tainted. Not every undercut of your position is unwarranted. But the point here is really not to be duped by the negotiation. In order to avoid being undercut, you need to be able to know what the market is and have real data and know what something is really worth. But beware, many will tell you that your labor, your idea, your product, your uh, item that you want to sell is really not a good deal. And then they'll boast about what they were able to get from you. And then the second idea here is that there are some impious boasters, those who will overpromise and underdeliver. This is a little harder to spot, but when someone sees themselves as a shrewd deal maker, there is a greater likelihood that they will seek to take advantage of you. And for this person, it isn't always about getting a fair deal. It is about feeling that they win. So often he or she isn't interested in fair treatment, but in feeling that he or she has won the negotiation. And so they will not negotiate with your best interest at heart. So what they will do is they will overpromise what they know they can't deliver. And what an overpromiser does is they will continue to increase their effort to get you to say that's a deal or that's really something. And then they'll be non-committal with deadlines and accountability. You really see this with, with people who go to work somewhere and they talk about all the things they can do. And even when they're in a job, they'll be uh, hesitant to be committal when it comes to deadlines or any kind of accountability on the outcome. If you have somebody who won't tell you what they do with their time, they're probably an impious talker. And the people who prefer fuzzy objectives and deadlines so that they can say that you misunderstood are also people who are probably these over-promiser type. And this may not just a in a deal. It can be the approach of a co-worker, an employee, 
that they take in order to avoid responsibility. So these proverbs are telling us to watch out for people who are constantly telling us that what you bring isn't worth much or telling you how great what they are bringing is. And what we need to do is know that anything obtained deceptively um, may at first satisfy and please the deceiver, but eventually it will prove to not only be unsatisfying, but to be destructive to that person. This is what verse 27 basically says, and that's uh, Constable's um, indication of this. And so when you're tempted to give people the benefit of the doubt, it's probably wise to say, I want to not believe the worst, I'm going to believe the best, but I'm going to ask you to verify. And when you do that, you are actually acting with the wisdom of Proverbs. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.